May the world. Good morning, dear ones. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of each of our hearts be pleasing and acceptable to you, O God, our rock and our redeemer. When we hear scripture about giving up our lives, like the ones that Aaron read for us this morning, stories like this one from G. Curtis Jones come to mind. Clark Vandersoul Poling was a classmate of mine at Yale Divinity School. In due time, he became a chaplain in the Army. On a dark February night, the third to be exact, 1943, the cargo transport Dorchester, carrying 904 men, was torpedoed at 1.15 a.m. and sank in iceberg-infested waters within 25 minutes. The ship was within 90 miles of her Greenland destination. 678 men were reported lost in action. According to the quartermaster Frank A. Binkler's affidavit, there were four chaplains aboard, including Clark, Jewish, Catholic, and Protestant. Without regard for personal safety, each chaplain unfastened his life jacket and gave it away. The courageous men were last seen standing hand in hand, praying for the safety of their men. Greater love has no man than this, from John 15, 13. That story is powerful and beautiful. It is quite a dramatic example of someone laying down their life for another. How many of us, however, will find ourselves in such a situation? And how then can we show that sort of sacrificial love on a day-to-day basis? We are not all going to find ourselves regularly on sinking ships in iceberg-infested waters. So good news. Laying down our lives for others does not literally mean dying for another person. It can lead to that. But what John is really getting at here is living for the good of others. First, if you live for the good of others first, that might mean handing someone your life vest when they haven't got one. But that's not all that the author of this letter means. It's not even his main point. In verse 17 of 1 John 3, he says, But if anyone has the world's goods and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, How does God's love abide in him? John has little tolerance for people who have means and yet do not use them to look out for those with less privilege. He's talking about using your resources to protect others. Such things as being careful what companies you patronize, because let's face it, there are some companies out there that treat people pretty poorly. There are manufacturers that exploit children for production of goods. There are those that have destroyed local economies around the world and even in our own country. There are ones that do not care well for their employees' health and financial needs and more. Self-sacrifice in most of our lives 
is the little daily actions as much as the big once-in-a-lifetime ones. Self-sacrifice might mean letting the antsy driver trying to merge in before you. Laying down your life might mean answering that phone call you know is going to take way longer than you are emotionally prepared for today. Maybe it's getting up a little early to start the coffee for a loved one. All of those little things, thinking about those little things in each thing you do during the day, those add up to a life of thinking of other people first. It is a mindset and a spiritual focus that changes how we act in even the smallest of moments. And they change something about you. Because Christ-like love changes us. It changes us when we realize how much Christ gave up to show us love. And it changes how we see the world when we consciously reorient our own lives and actions regularly. Just before this passage, John has said that those who don't really love one another are living in death. Loving one another is to turn away from a life lived in the shadow of death and fear and self-interest in order to live in the light of Christ. And here, John says the only way to truly love is to act sacrificially just as God did in Jesus Christ. Even if we wanted to, we cannot ignore this fundamental commandment to love sacrificially because this commandment to love is grounded in the love that Jesus showed for us on the cross. Jesus died to show us the power of this commandment. The commandment to love requires us to remember that our standing before God is made whole because of Jesus. It is our confidence in the love of Christ that gives us the confidence to go forward and love others like Jesus did. The commandment to love is a commandment to act. Verse 18 of this passage says, Little children, let us not love in word or talk but in deed and truth. Just as we know Christ's love through his action on the cross, others know God's love through us by our actions. The early Latin writer Tertullian of Carthage declared that the one thing that converted him to Christianity was not the arguments they gave him, because he could find a counterpoint for every argument they would present. But they demonstrated something I didn't have. The thing that converted me to Christianity was the way they loved each other. 1 Corinthians 13, 1 says, If I speak in the tongues of men and angels but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. Moving on to verses 4 through 7 of that same chapter of 1 Corinthians. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. 
It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. When I am asked to preach about this particular passage at weddings, which is about 90% of all the weddings that I officiate, one of the main things I say about this passage is that it is not about romantic love. It's about Christian love modeled after Jesus Christ. And this is a great list of how to put others first in action. 1 Corinthians 13 is a passage for those ready to take the self-sacrificial action we are called in 1 John to take. Let's face it. When we are impatient or unkind, who are we putting first? Self. When we are envious of what we don't have or boastful of what we do have, who are we focusing on first? Self. When we are arrogant or rude, Self. Actions speak louder than words. If you've ever been separated from a loved one by physical death, which most of us have, you have probably experienced this from the other side as the recipient of the words or actions. People say many things to grieving families and friends. Sometimes their words feel nice, and sometimes they don't. But very rarely do we remember the exact words that people say to us in those times of need or loss. What stands out in those moments is the presence of others, the sacrifice of their time. We remember who brought us food, the sacrifice of their time and resources, We remember who was there with a hug, sacrifice through loving action. We remember who sat for a very long time and just listened to us mourn, sacrifice of time and self. This is the sort of thing that John is talking about in this passage. Words are cheap. Love is cheapened. When we reduce it to nice words or leave it up to those brave enough to go down with the ship after giving up their life vest. Real love is big. Love is powerful. In showing sacrificial love, we give meaning, reality to the gospel that we say with our words every week when we gather together. Sacrifice. Giving up our lives means giving up the control over our stuff and our actions, and our time. Sometimes this looks like a missionary called to a dangerous place where they could literally die taking the gospel to or caring for other people. Sometimes it's selling everything or quitting a stable and well-paying job to start a new mission or ministry. But it's usually not that apparently drastic. Sacrificial love also puts a piece of clothing it likes back on the rack because the maker is unethical and treats others poorly. It uses its daily actions as a way to look out for other people. Sacrificial love sits next to the Muslim woman who's being harassed on the bus because of her attire. 
It looks out for a person in a dangerous or humiliating situation with no regard for its own safety or dignity. Sacrificial love looks the homeless brother or sister in the eye and says, hello, God bless you, dear friend. It upholds the dignity of all people. It sets aside our earthly claims of status and says, we're all just people here. It welcomes the unwelcome and loves those the world calls unlovable, treating them as the beloved children of God that they truly are. Sacrificial love stops and takes the time to listen to a distressed brother or sister, no matter how much else is on the calendar that day. It sets aside the constraints of calendars and clocks and the false importance that comes with being busy, and it puts others first. Sacrificial love serves others, no matter what their beliefs or lifestyles are. There are no conditions on this love. Sacrificial love does not refuse anyone love or service or gospel or hope because of who they are and what they believe or where they come from. It stands up for Jews and Muslims in refugee camps and prison camps and war zones just as confidently as it stands up for Christians in those camps and war zones. Sacrificial love gives more than the bare minimum dollar amount to support the church and other charities. It doesn't set an artificial percentage or dollar amount of this should cover me to financial giving, but gives above and beyond what seems reasonable or normal. Sacrificial love looks out not just for family and friends, but for all those around them. In fact, it especially serves and protects those that seem the most unlikely or undeserving. Sacrificial love turns from a life lived in the shadows of death, the shallow waters of empty words, the false doctrine of giving enough, and embraces the truly loving life of sacrifice. We know love by this, that he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for one another. How does God's love abide in anyone who has the world's goods and sees a brother or sister in need and yet refuses to help? Little children, let us love not in word or speech, but in truth and action. Blessing and glory and wisdom and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen.